Welcome to the Biz Times MKE podcast and our weekly debrief. I'm Arthur Thomas, managing editor at Biz Times Media, and I'm joined on this week's podcast, as always, by Biz Times editor Andrew Wyland. Andrew, how are you doing? Okay, I'm, I'm struggling with a cold. Uh, I'm probably got it sitting outside at spring track meets, but hey, summer's almost here, and uh, so I'm optimistic. Well, uh, let's dive right in. Insider Story Spotlight, a feature we do every week uh, to highlight some of the stories that are available only to BizTimes insiders. Uh, if you are already a BizTimes insider, thank you. We really do appreciate that. It helps make our work possible. If you're not an insider, consider signing up. It gives you access to all of our stories, discounted event admission, uh, some other benefits. So go to biztimes.com, click on the subscribe button. And uh, for the equivalent of $8 a month, you get all those benefits. Andrew, what's your insider spotlight story this week? You know, I thought there was an interesting um, acquisition story this week. Um, news that Sargento Foods has acquired uh, a cheesemaker, Baker Cheese Factory, which is actually in Fond du Lac County. Of course, Sargento is in Plymouth, which is in Sheboygan County. And it's so fascinating, um, Plymouth has several extremely large cheese producers or cheese companies and Sargento being one of them. And now they're acquiring Baker Cheese Factory in Fond du Lac County, which is really not very far away. The Baker is in um, like Eastern Fond du Lac County. It's only about 13 miles really away from Sargento if you drove it. So it's kind of right there in Sargento's backyard. So they acquired Baker. Baker is... Um, an old so fourth generation family owned business. They were founded in 1916. So they've been around a long time and they're well known for their string cheese. So Sargento adds the Baker string cheese to its, uh, to its offerings. The kind of news you'd expect in America's Dairyland. I suppose. Yeah, right. Uh, well, my insider spotlight story this week is on Rockwell automation and their earnings report that came out this week. Listen through their call, dug into the details for you. And what's kind of interesting is, um, so they're really seeing strong demand across industries. Rockwell is an interesting company to follow because they supply the capital equipment, the um, machinery, uh, or not machinery, but automation equipment, automation things that goes into a lot of capital investments um, across a variety of industries from semiconductors to automotive to oil and gas to life sciences, all sorts of different parts of kind of the manufacturing sector they touch. Uh, So if they're seeing strong demand, that means manufacturers are investing in their plants, um, which is a generally good sign for the economy. So the fact that Rockwell was, um, they actually cut their outlook for the year in terms of sales, but still seeing strong demand, which kind of maybe is a bit counterintuitive to what I just said. Uh, but the reason they're cutting their outlook is kind of persistent supply chain issues. They're having trouble getting some electrical, electronic components, uh, semiconductors, things like that, that go into um, their automation equipment um, and just dealing with, you know, different issues around that front um, is, you know, limiting what their ability to produce. And so um, they're taking a number of steps to try and mitigate that. They're redesigning parts. They're... Um, creating redundant production capacity, you know, being able to produce the same part in Asia as well as in the U.S., doing different things on pricing to try and 
capture um, the price increase that they have put through. So trying to get through it, but um, just an indication of, yes, there's still strong demand that they're seeing, but the supply chain issues are continuing to weigh on um, them. And you can see some of the you know elements of inflation there too, their price increases. And they said, if inflation continues to you know grow, um, they'll have to take more price action. So um, that's potentially concerning. Yeah, we're certainly not out of the woods on the supply chain problems. Yeah, it's uh, still hanging out there. Uh, well, that's one version of um, boats on a water with the supply chain <laughs> issue. Uh, let's transition to something a little closer to home for our big story of the week. Um, and that is uh, the first Viking cruise ship arriving in Milwaukee. Um, that's right. A cruise ship coming to Milwaukee and with a big uh, cruise brand. Uh, Andrew, I know you find this story quite interesting. Um, tell me more about it. I do. Well, of course, um, I, I still think a lot of people are shocked at the idea of cruise ships coming to a city like Milwaukee, of cruises taking place on the Great Lakes. I think when people think of cruises, they think of the Caribbean, they think of the Mediterranean. But, you know, I think the people who are frequent cruisers, who they've been to the Caribbean many times, they've been there and they've done that. And maybe they're not from the Midwest. And the idea of doing something different, checking out the Great Lakes is actually interesting. So, you know, we've seen in Milwaukee, the cruise industry actually grow uh, steadily for a number of years. <clears throat> and of course, the pandemic paused all that for a couple of years. So now we're getting back at it. But, you know, we've seen nice growth of, of the cruise industry in Milwaukee. But now this is a real big turning point potentially because you have Viking, just a huge name in the cruise industry for the first time, really one of the big brands of, of the cruise industry is now coming into our market with, with a brand new ship that they built this gigantic, it's 665 feet long. It's, it's, it's a huge ship. Um, just watching it come in today, you know, coming under the home bridge, it was just kind of fascinating to see this big, this big boat come on in to mm -hmm. Port Milwaukee. So um, it's it's a big it's a big addition and, and a potentially big impact for or a nice impact certainly for Milwaukee's tourism industry. Um, they're now expecting 33 ports of call at Port Milwaukee this year from cruise ships. You know, compared to 2019, you know, the last full cruise season we had, where we had 10 ports of call, which was pretty good back then. It was like wow, 10 10 cruise ships coming to Milwaukee this year. That was nice. Well, now we're expecting 33 this year. So the Viking ship is going to be coming in um, several times with, with three different cruise, Great Lakes cruises um, that either start or um, end in Milwaukee. But there are other cruise ship lines as well that are continuing to come here. Um, so it's just it's a fascinating thing to to see happen in in Milwaukee of all places. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. I was pulling up to the office uh, just as it was kind of going underneath the hone. So it's kind of looked up as I went by the Summerfest office and was like, oh, there's a big ship um going going through the harbor. Um so yeah, it's yeah. interesting. It's kind of a long time coming. Like you said, the the pandemic put things on hold for a bit. We actually had published a story on cruising, a cover story on cruising uh in the Great Lakes and cruising in Milwaukee. I think it was 
like March 2020 is when that story yeah, came out. Right before the pandemic hit. It was like, boy, were we what timing that was. was yeah. Like we cursed we cursed <laughs> everyone. But uh you know, probably a lot of that's still relevant in terms of kind of the why of why this is happening and why people are interested in it. So yeah, interesting sure, to... just kind of picking up hopefully where we left off at yeah. uh at that point. And I mean back then, you know, one of the reasons we did that story a couple of years ago was that was shortly after Viking had announced they were building this ship. And so we've been anticipating the arrival of this ship for, you know, two plus years. And so while the pandemic did shut down the industry, Viking just proceeded. They built this ship during the pandemic and now it's ready to go. So here we are. Yep, certainly. And so we'll have a story online uh, highlighting um, actually a couple of stories. One will highlight the arrival has some photos of that, some basic info. And then um, Ashley Smart's going to be writing a story as well that includes her time. I think she actually got to go on on the ship. Check it out. There will be some photos. So if you're interested in maybe seeing a little more about the ship and kind of just size and scale and everything, uh, check those out. Yeah, please do. It's, it's, it's cool. <laughs> well, we will leave it there for the Biz Times MKE podcast and our weekly debrief for this week. Please stay tuned next week for another episode. Thanks, Andrew. This is Dan Meyer with BizTimes Media. You've been listening to the BizTimes MKE podcast. For more business news and insights, be sure to go to biztimes.com and subscribe to any of our daily e-newsletters and our magazine, BizTimes Milwaukee.